KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. You're listening to KPBS's Port of Entry. This is the second episode of a two-part series of stories on the fight for marriage equality in Baja. If you recall the first episode, we sat down with Merichel Calderón and Nancy Bonilla, a same-sex couple who, over the course of 15 years, fought for the right for same-sex couples to marry in Baja California. We left their story in 2020 with the realization that their years of efforts had not resulted in any real change in the status quo. But they laid the groundwork for younger activists to become the next torchbearers in the fight for the legalization of same-sex marriage in Baja. Which leads us to the second part of this story. But first, let us tell you how this whole story came into focus. In May of this year, we were looking to highlight the LGBTQ community along the border. We felt we needed to tell more stories about queer people from our region. And then our producer got an unexpected email from a listener. Dear Natalie and Anna, I hope this message finds you well. My name is Alejandro Sanchez and I'm a big port of entry enthusiast. First and foremost, I'd like to congratulate you on your story. It was from a young man who lived along the border, about 120 miles east of Tijuana. Like many of you who take the time to write to us, Alejandro's email was an effort to clue us in about some of the vast and rich stories in Baja. This time, stories about the border region's LGBTQ community. If this is a topic that might be discussed in your show, I'd be happy to have a call with you and bounce ideas on who might be the best fit to bring on your show. Feel free to reach out via email or at my cell. Muchas gracias in advance. Best, Alex. To which our producer replied, Hey Alejandro, thank you for reaching out to us. Funny thing is, we were actually looking to feature more queer stories of the region. And yes, we should definitely jump into a call sometime soon. So, let me know what day works for you. Julio. Hello, hello. Nice to meet you. What a pleasure, guys. When we spoke to him over the phone, he told us something we had completely overlooked in his email. Hey, pleasure is ours. Hey, I saw your Instagram page. It looks pretty cool. Nice project. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. I was part of a project uh, that got to legalize same-sex marriage in Baja California a couple of years back. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You did what? Mm-hmm. I was part of a group of youth activist leaders who rallied across the state and mobilized support to legalize same-sex marriage in Baja California. He said that he and a few of his activist friends were responsible for the state's legalization of same-sex marriage in Baja. To which our producer Julio responded, Holy! Alex, for some reason I completely overlooked that on the email. Realizing Alejandro wasn't just a provider of leads for stories, but was a story in and of himself. Now that I think of it, it's good and thank you for all those leads, but I think we have to focus on your story. This is amazing. Holy, you down? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And here we are. So let's take it from where we left off last episode. Punch it, Adrian. Dale. It's 2020, 
COVID-19 cases are ramping up at an alarming rate everywhere, and everything is shutting down. The Mexican government has effectively imposed stay-at-home orders to curb infection spread. As we heard in episode one, after waiting for over a decade to get a marriage license, Nancy and Marichel had to postpone their wedding for a safer time. However, around the same time, over in Mexicali, a young man was streaming Baja's Assembly's legislative session. Alejandro Sanchez was on the edge of his seat watching Congresswoman Miriam Cano standing in front of her colleagues in the state legislature. She was proposing a marriage equality bill that would repeal Baja California's same-sex marriage ban. And she was met by the loudest crowd I'd ever heard shouting out, Fuera! Fuera! Out! 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 They wanted her out, and they kept on getting louder and louder. You could not even hear the congresswoman speaking while she read her bill on the podium. That is Alejandro Sanchez, a Mexicali advocate for LGBTQ plus rights and public policy analyst. As she faced this massive crowd of people chanting her to, you know, stop proposing this, and the face of her colleagues who were simply, you know, blank at the thought of, you know, even supporting this matter. Watching the session, Alejandro got angry. By the grace of her goddess Gaga, oh hell no, this is not going to happen on my watch so he began to look for ways to help push the bill into law. Today's episode is part two of a two-part series about the fight for marriage equality in Baja. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and check out the long, long fight that this has been. And then join us as we look back at how this momentous victory was finally achieved through the eyes of two of Baja's activists. One in Tijuana. Fue que nos dimos cuenta de esa necesidad. Y cuando ya vimos el clasismo que había en esa lucha, dijimos, ahí le vamos a entrar. And another in Mexicali. I created a first-of-its-kind tool in state history that surprisingly didn't exist, where you could easily input your uh, your voter ID number and you could get information on who your representative is, who your local, state, uh, federal representatives are, and what their stances were on marriage equality. So this is part two. Alejandro's story. From KPBS. This is Port of Entry, where we tell cross-border stories that connect us. I'm Alan Liliental. And I'm Natalie Gonzalez. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. We first met Alejandro during the San Diego Pride Parade, where he shared a bit of Wait, 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 hold on. We? Uh... I went all by myself that day under the sun. Then the stupid memory card broke down, and Julio made me go to Target to buy a new one. And I got lost in a sea of people, and very fabulous people, I must say. And I almost fainted because the sun was, like, burning me. Whoa, 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 are you okay? I mean, it was very fun. I had a lot of fun, but I was suffering a lot, too. You're a bird person, Fred. No one asked you, Julio. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It was great, actually. Yeah, you know I wanted to be there. I had some work to do that day. Yeah, it's okay. I forgive you, hermano. I love you. Can we continue, though? I was just about to cue you back in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's keep going. 
currently looking for Alejandro because I was supposed to meet him at the DMV at 9.30 a.m. and it's almost 11 a.m. I got some I got I got some problems with the SD card to record so now I'm just looking for him and there's a lot of colors everywhere and fun people dancing this is great ah uh, this is great hopefully I'll find him somewhere where are you Alex I eventually found our guy in the middle of waving rainbow flags surrounded by very majestic half-naked people all dressed in different colorful costumes and lots and lots of glitter okay Alex just talk to me about how how did you experience the parade this year so this year it, it was at least for me very significant because we've also been seeing now this is across the US so many hateful pieces of legislation being passed, not even being proposed, being passed across the United States that we really can't take for granted any of the advances that we've had locally at the state level in California because those can easily go away any moment now. And I asked him about the pride here in San Diego versus the pride in Tijuana. Have you ever been to a pride march in Tijuana? I have. A couple of weeks ago, actually, I had the distinct honor actually of addressing the crowd uh, in Tijuana's pride so for the first time in probably like in all of TJ's history they closed down all of Avenida Revolución which is the main commercial bar nightlife avenue in TJ and they set up a huge stage to do a concert for the LGBTQ community and that had never happened before because Simply LGBTQ people were not part of the mainstream conversation. And this year we saw for the first time in TJ's history. All, all, all Just as we were talking, the queer Mexican contingent made an appearance with drums and waving the Mexican flag. So this is what's happening right now. There's a bunch of people just jumping con los tambores y alguien está moviendo la bandera de México en este momento. <laughs> it looks so cool. Y Alejandro está ahí tomando video también. Bye, nos vemos. Now he's leaving. Damn, this is so cool. A few weeks later, we met up with Alejandro in his San Diego apartment, where he talked to us about a lot his of... His upbringing, coming out of the closet, his activism. Oh, were you there? In spirit, baby, always. I heard the recordings. <laughs> hey, Vogue. He caught me at a great time. <laughs> Alejandro grew up in the border town of Mexicali, probably the hottest city in Mexico. The average yearly temperature there is 90 degrees, with temperatures reaching up to 130 during the summer. I would describe Mexicali as a little sunken boiling pot that has the sun hitting it from all sides at least nine months of the year. Super hot with a big old maquiladora factory in the middle of it spewing out smog into the air um, with dried up farmland surrounding it and a metal wall dividing it into two. That's how I picture it because that's what Mexicali and Calexico really are. It's the same community that just happens to be bisected by a metal wall and that's the way... Alejandro was brought up in the more affluent part of Mexicali. He was lucky enough to enjoy the life of a border commuter and went to private schools on the U.S. side in Calexico. He realized his privilege early on when he saw people climbing over the border wall to reach the States. 
something he never had to do. You would see four desperate people to your right climbing up the wall in desperate pursuit of trying to get to the United States. And, you know, this was such a commonality. As a child, I think it's hard to understand what's what's the real situation, right? Like, what? why are they trying to escape? Why don't they have passports like we do? Why don't they have visas like we do? Why don't their kids go to school like I did? He credits this experience as something that woke him up to address issues of inequality and injustice that later on would inspire him to pursue a major in public policy in college. As you grow up, you start realizing how much we are part of this unequal system, right, between both nations, between both cities, um, that at least for me, what that inspired me to do is take action on it and, and figure out a way in which I could help alleviate that inequality. Inequality, especially as it relates to queer people in Mexico and the U.S., he remembers how he and other queer kids were singled out during his high school years. I have a very vivid memory of our college counselor in high school once saying to us, plain and simple, homosexuality is a sin, and he dedicated a good portion of the semester teaching us about the sinfulness that is homosexuality and how basically if we decided, because those were his words, you decide to become a homosexual, if you decide to follow this path, you will be pretty much going down a path where you will be lonely, people will shun you, society will you know, make you an outcast, and you will turn to drugs, you will turn to immorality, whatever you want to define that as, and that is going to lead you down a path of addictions and a path of sinfulness. You will get HIV, you will get AIDS, and then you will die. And that was it. That was all the exposure I got in school to what being queer meant. Yeesh. That was a heavy thing to hear for a young Catholic teen trying to figure himself out. Luckily enough, though. That thought lasted maybe like a day until I realized, like, no, that's actually not the way to do it. There's so many great stories of successful LGBTQ people uh, around the world and how they've overcome all these taboos that society has placed upon them and how they've thrived in their respective fields. For this free-spirited young man, his college counselor's diatribe made zero sense. And fortunately for him, he made allies of his parents. At first it was hard for my family, but, you know, with a lot of support um, through therapy, we've come to, you know, fully embrace uh, my sexuality and, you know, have them know that it's a part of who I am and that it doesn't make me anything less than the great son, brother, cousin, nephew I've always been. And now I'm actually glad that my family is is actually advocating for LGBTQ causes in their circles, letting people know that it's a normal thing, that if anyone in their family or their close circle comes out as LGBTQ, that there's nothing better that you can do than just show your support and let them know that you're there for them. And when things got really funky, he found his own refuge in the church of Gaga. Lady Gaga, that is. I particularly always went to Lady Gaga for, for this. When she released her song, Born This Way, that 
quite literally speaks to the LGBTQ experience of all her, of so many of her fans, who sometimes feel like they don't belong, who are told by their churches, by their families, by their friend groups that that you know they're better off being somebody else and they're not. That honey, you were born this way. There's nothing wrong with you, and God loves you exactly as you are. I was like, yes, she's actually right. She is right, not my college counselor. And I chose to believe Lady Gaga. And, you know, a couple years later, here I am. <laughs> With Gaga and his family on his side, he had the confidence to take on Los Antiderechos, a moniker for those fighting against human rights. And he knew what his battle would be. Queer rights and marriage equality. And if you recall from the beginning of this episode, he remembers exactly where he was when he felt the calling. In November of 2019, Baja Congresswoman Miriam Cano stood in front of her colleagues in the state legislature to read a bill proposing to repeal the state's same-sex marriage ban and update the state civil code with the Mexican Supreme Court's ruling of 2015. But before we start mentioning more dates, did you catch the first part of this episode? Just in case you didn't, here's a brief timeline to help you understand how the same-sex marriage issue unfolded in Mexico. Two thousand nine. Mexico City legalizes same-sex marriage, becoming the first jurisdiction in Latin America to do so. Twenty ten. Conservative states in Mexico, like Baja California, don't want to go there. They modify their state civil code to only allow heterosexual couples to marry. In the same year, 2010, conservative factions challenged the constitutionality of the Mexico City law allowing same-sex marriage. That challenge ends up in the nation's Supreme Court. In 2015, the Mexican Supreme Court rules against the challenges, effectively declaring that banning same-sex marriage is unconstitutional. Still, from 2010 to 2021, conservative states like Baja would double down on denying same-sex couples the right to marry. They would only allow them to do so if they got an amparo. A special permit that took time and cost a lot of money. All cut up now? Good. So, back to 2019, Congresswoman Cano introduces this new bill. When Miriam Cano read the bill, she got booed and heckled by the opposition, and she was constantly interrupted. The bill was eventually sent to the committee for review where, sadly, it died. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Alejandro felt the call to action. That's when I thought, you know, there's something to be done from, from a youth perspective, from an activist perspective that I can contribute to with my political acumen, with my you know, nuanced ability to use social media and as a kid of the internet, like, oh, I think, I think there's something I can do here to elevate the conversation. And, and I did. 
In 2020, with the pandemic effectively shutting everything down, things moved online. Alejandro had a eureka moment. I created a first-of-its-kind tool in state history that surprisingly didn't exist, where you could easily input your, your voter ID number and you could get information on who your representative is, who your local, state, federal representatives are, and what their stances were on marriage equality. So, Alejandro and his colleagues created LGBCT in June of 2020. LGBCT is a curious letter play that changes the order of the traditional LGBT acronym. It adds a C between the B and the T to highlight where the fight is taking place, Baja California. LGBCT had a website along with a very active social media arm, and they got to work. On marriage equality, so we were very directly targeting our representatives on their social media platforms. We started, you know, creating, putting a lot of pressure on them. And the pressure worked. Very gradually, we started getting, you know, calls from representatives saying, like, you know what, we will vote in favor of this initiative. We will support same-sex marriage. Miriam Cano's initiative eventually made it out of committee and was sent to a vote on the assembly floor in June of 2020. But even though local polls showed that the initiative had popular support, the bill failed to pass the legislators still felt the pressure from the powerful conservative factions. Posting politicians' pictures on social media along with their stance on equal marriage was a very powerful tool. But it was not enough. Another attempt to pass the bill in July of 2020 failed. By just one vote. Same-sex marriage. And, and it was amazing, but it was unfortunately not enough for the first two attempts. The first two attempts... Deflated but not defeated... Alejandro and his team turned up the heat. They recruited more activists and set up meetings with local politicians to personally lobby. You know, scattering ourselves across the state, knocking on our legislative representatives' doors in Tijuana, in Mexicali, in Ensenada, asking them, we need your support on this issue. Providing arguments to politicians on why this bill made sense for economic growth in the region. I very uh, strategically try to frame our arguments in benefit of every district that we reached out to. So, for example, when we were talking to the representative from Ensenada's Valle de Guadalupe, we would tell her, imagine how much the same-sex wedding industry could mean to your district. Valle de Guadalupe is a booming, up-and-coming tourist destination for weddings and I came from numbers uh, a destination wedding can bring as much as 500 600,000 pesos per wedding to the locality and that means so many local jobs and that means so much for local industry and same-sex couples will spend way more than you know heterosexual couples on their weddings so this is this only means good business for you but no they still wouldn't budge and she still said no. So, on to plan B. Bring on the influencers. Bueno, ustedes acaban de ver, aparte de todo el talento que Baja California, Baja California Norte, antes conocida como tal, le ha regalado a este país. Artistas de ese estado alzan la voz para cambiar la historia. It wasn't until we got heavily involved with influencers and artists from Baja California that our movement really took off. We were contacted by an artist, a singer from Reik, a 
pop group originally from Mexicali, my hometown, that is immensely popular across Latin America. And they reached out asking how they could help out. So we had a meeting with the front runner of the show. Y una de las voces, justamente inconfundible, es la de Jesús Navarro, el vocalista de nuestro queridísimo grupo Rake. Jesús Chuy Navarro, lead singer of the Grammy Award-winning band Rake took on the banner and was willing to become the poster boy for LGBT. And he very generously agreed to uh, do a series of video collaborations with other local artists from Baja California. ¿Qué tal amigos de Baja California? ¿Cómo están? Soy Julio Ramírez Eguía, soy de Mexicali. Hola a todos, yo soy Carla Morrison y tengo un mensaje para mi bella Baja California, mi estado. Yo orgullosamente tecatense. Next thing you know, boom. Julieta Venegas, Chema Jaspi, Carla Morrison, Kimberly Loaiza, Alan Lilly from Tu Lengua. <laughs> You know, I was not aware of this back then, but you know I would have been on the front lines. I'm all for that equal love. They all threw their voices in to support equal marriage in Baja. Singers, actresses, actors, TikTokers who were willing to lend their voices to this cause and elevate our issue to all, all levels of government. And that's when people started noticing us more and realizing like, oh, this isn't a cause that's just going to die down that easily. For a full year, Alejandro's team worked very hard to ramp up the pressure on the politicians. Then the date came, June 16, 2021. The bill would be introduced for a third time. Everyone was ready. Alejandro and his peers had posts and digital materials ready in case it went one way or the other. And third time's a charm. The law passed. Well, a big day across the border for the LGBTQ plus community in Baja California. Same-sex marriage has now been legalized. Well, this third attempt at providing equal access to marriage proved successful. State Finally, in June of 2021, the state legislature repealed Baja California's ban on same-sex marriage that had been in place since 2010. Hundreds and hundreds gathered 10 days later to commemorate pride and this momentous victory making it the most significant Pride Parade in Baja's history. As the parade converged in Mexicali's Civic Center Plaza, people were chanting out at the top of their lungs, Ya es ley, ya es ley. Spanish for, it is now a law, referring to Miriam Cano's bill. Alejandro took a megaphone and addressed the crowd on top of a flight of stairs that leads to the state's legislature chamber.
Our producer Julio met up with Alex in his hometown of Mexicali. Bueno. ¿Qué onda, Alex? ¿Cómo estás? ¿Qué onda? Ya estoy aquí. ¿Y tú? Ya te vi. Aquí ando. Ya te vi. Ah, ok, perfecto. Vale. All right. Yes. ¿Qué onda, brother? Welcome to your house, no? Welcome to hell. <laughs> hell. <laughs> the devil's, the devil's ass. ¿Cómo estás? Alex gave Julio a quick tour of Mexicali and then took him over to the Civic Center. Where it all went down on that blistering hot summer day in June of 2021. <laughs> They had to make it quick as it was like 125 degrees outside. 125 degrees, Julio? That's right, 125 degrees. Oh Dang. my God. That's hot. We were all marching, all con la intención de visibilizarnos, de que nos vieran nuestras autoridades. Alejandro explains that in this plaza, la Plaza de los Tres Poderes, was where all those hundreds of people gathered to peacefully pressure for marriage equality. Rainbow flags covered the explanada. The Civic Center Plaza. People from all walks of life showed up in support. It was a sea of people all covered in rainbow colors. Cientos de personas este, con sus banderas de arcoiris exigiendo todavía cuando todavía no era derecho. Y el día en el que se aprobó aquí en el Congreso de Baja California, en junio del 2021, el matrimonio igualitario también salimos aquí a celebrar. Y ese fue, yo creo que, el momento más bonito que yo he sentido como activista de saber que valió la pena tanto esfuerzo. This was his most significant moment as an activist, where he felt that all the hard work and sacrifice was worth it. ciudadanos de segunda clase que teníamos que casarnos por medio de un amparo o hacer una serie de cosas que simplemente nos discriminaban como personas LGBT. Y era de sentir como pertenecemos. Ya no somos ni menos ni queremos aspirar a ser más, simplemente iguales al resto de la sociedad. Y parado. He shared this as he pointed to the stairs where he addressed the crowd on that day, ecstatic and overjoyed. This achievement, he remembers saying to the crowd, meant not having to be cast into the underground or jump through additional legal loopholes. We finally are where we belong. We are not more or less, but equal like everyone else. Eh, lo que habían logrado personas que me habían antecedido a mí que durante muchos años antes que yo habían estado pugnando por este derecho que gracias a ellos esta tarde también había sido posible. Alejandro was Reconocía proud that the queer community had reached this milestone thanks to those activists who took a stand and fought hard for them. Pero pues en ese momento creo que era más un, un sentir de felicidad, de emoción y ya después 
progresivamente ha ido cayendo ese sentimiento de nostalgia, casi casi quería llorar al ver lo que... At that moment, Alejandro felt a deep sense of happiness and fulfillment. And now, a kind of nostalgia. He says he's almost moved to tears to see that in the wake of this decision, there is more and more acceptance and recognition for the LGBTQ plus community everywhere in society in 2023. There's definitely more pride, he says, not just during June, which is Pride Month, or when you see a couple, like two men or two women, walking down the street holding hands, it's definitely beginning to be more normalized in Mexico. Mexicali, la ciudad cuyo cielo capturó al sol. Ese es el sol. Alejandro read a plaque that sits in the plaza just above a sundial. Mexicali, the city whose sky captures the sun. That day in July, feeling proud of his state's accomplishment, he said Mexicali didn't just capture the sun, but also a rainbow full of beautiful and diverse people. Producers note, we couldn't use Lady Gaga's Born This Way to end the episode. Fair use keeps us from using copyrighted material for more than 10 seconds. But to make up for that, Natalie and Alan make their own cover. Hope you enjoy. It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. Just put your paws up because you were born this way, baby. This episode of Port of Entry was written and produced by Julio Cesar Ortiz. Adrián Villalobos is technical producer and sound designer. Alisa Barba is our editor. Lisa Morissette is Director of Audio Programming and Operations, and John Decker is Senior Director of Content Development. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. This project was also made possible with the support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Visit callhome.org. Soy Alan Lilienthal. Y yo soy Natalie González. Nos, Nos vemos pronto. Just be a queen. Don't be a drag. Just be a queen. <laughs> KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota. Let's go places.